0: Welcome to Small Talk, where each week we sit down to discuss the sermon-based small group questions at Wallula Christian Church.
1: and welcome back to Small Talk, Wallula's weekly podcast. My name is Zach Bolin. I'm the student pastor here at Wallula Christian Church. I'm joined by Craig, our worship pastor, and Lance, our senior pastor. We're so glad you guys are joining with us today. Um, We are on Micah chapter two as we continue on our Justice League League series. Uh, I know Lance had Reached out to Graham, my son, who really loves all things comic books. And what did he – you said, hey, if I have any questions, I'll ask you. And what did Graham say?
2: He he assured me that he had the answer. He's like, whatever. (laughs) I I
1: remember him being like – I didn't tell you to ask him anything, but he said something like, I'll be able to answer any questions you have. or Just really, really confident. And so Mm -hmm. I'm I'm hoping that you find something to ask him so that he can –
2: I'll have to think about it, yeah. Be of
1: use, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but yeah, so we were, we were doing our series on Justice League, and as we were in Micah Chapter 2, um, uh, the title was the, the Tools of Oppression for this past week. So mm-hmm. we have a couple of questions that we'll be going through the small group series, but starting off, uh, we have a question that I wasn't a fan of, I'm not going to lie. I had to do a lot more thought and introspection on this one, and the opening question was, what is the title, or what would the title of your auto, autobiography be, and what is the one thing you want to be known for? And the thing is, like, I like the fun questions, like, mm-hmm. what would you eat on a desert island right. or your superpower? <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, my autobiography. I don't, like, how do I feel about my life? What do I want to be known for? And, <laughs> and it just felt more, just deeper. Maybe that has something yeah. to do with, like, my ability to open up. I don't know. But Whoa. I know, I know. We're getting in there but just the opening thing. Going deep. I know. How did it make you feel? Zach? How did it make me feel? Oh, I had to think about... I want my life? Um Craig, what did you have? What was your... Um...
0: Um, I maybe had the opposite reaction. Oh, you were like, excited about it? Well, I guess, well, know. I mean, I, <laughs> I... I mean, a neutral reaction. Oh, okay. I didn't give much thought to it. That's what okay. I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I didn't, like, go into the depths of my life. And uh-huh. con- I was thinking, like, when I
1: die... People are going to talk, and what are they going to say at my funeral? What do I want them to say? What do I want my kids to say? Mm-hmm. You know, I was like,
2: "Well,
0: right." I didn't I go
1: there. Know, oh, no, I was like, <laughs> who's going to be there? Who better be there? Yeah. You know, like. So right.
0: what
2: I did was. It's your autobiography, though. You I, have to be alive to have an autobiography.
1: Oh, that is true. Okay. Yeah.
2: Just to point that out. Well, I was
1: thinking like once yeah. my life, well, then how do I right. want to describe my life? But that's true. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I should write more or read more.
0: Well, see, the, my thought was, I, I don't know if I've read a lot of, well, biographies or autobiographies in my life, so I thought, what do people title their autobiographies? Mm-hmm. So I looked up, like, <laughs> top 20 autobiographies, yeah. and a lot of them are just called an autobiography. Yeah, And sure. then the person's name. Yeah. Right. And so I thought, well, the pressure's off a little bit, because yeah. there's not a lot of clever titles out yes. there mm-hmm. for autobiographies. So it could be, just be called an autobiography, Craig Archer. But mm-hmm. then I thought uh, this morning, I think a good one, since, if, I guess, assuming that I'm writing it at this point in my life, mm-hmm. at 33 years old, right? it could be like, in progress.
2: Oh, there you go. Like, oh, I think it's
0: something talking like, about Jesus. Like, or, or like, part was one. 33,
2: perfect age, right? <laughs> yeah. Have 33? you heard that? No. I have heard that. You 33? You heard that? 33? Is, is that like, because after Jesus that, things start to go... Oh, okay. I thought it was like, yeah.
1: after that,
0: things go downhill. I'm <laughs> peaking right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm yeah but anyways well yeah i guess (laughs) (laughs) i'm like are you um no but yeah just in progress because i think the second half of the question is Mm -hmm. i just want to be known for striving to follow christ with Mm -hmm. my life and that's a work in progress Mm -hmm. right and it's just we're gonna keep going with that so Mm -hmm. that's my answer
2: yeah great answer
0: that is a good one
1: Mm -hmm. uh is it tapestry is that how you say it Tapestry? Tapestry? Tapestry. Tapestry. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes you read a word and you're like, is that how you say it? Okay. I'm going to come back to that. Okay. So I was looking at it and uh, so I'll skip ahead to the end of like naming it because I did the same thing, except I look at like, what are what are some names of, auto, of autobiographies, uh, but that aren't, that haven't been written yet. So it's like ideas for what you could name it. And they're just the... the just the most generic and so like someone was like a kaleidoscope the kaleidoscope of me was one i was like okay that's available someone said here's something you can pick mm-hmm. one was unraveling threads a tapestry of my life and it's like okay it's just generic sounding yeah. you know and it's so there's a lot of them and after a while i was like oh all these make me feel empty um so i don't know what i would actually name it but um but yeah, what do I want to what do I want to be known for? And I think, you know, as I'm lying in my casket, I'm not realizing I should have written this autobiography. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, I said I said to that, you know, I was someone who loved Jesus. Mm. And then also um I just think about like all the students I've had and like my family being there and kids and stuff like that. And I I think um that I would hope that they'd say like that uh, he really cared about people too. You know, like sure. that he made me feel he made me feel um not not like just accepted but loved and cared for and that like because of Jesus mm-hmm. because of the work that Jesus did in his life he was able to pass that on and so and then i realized oh you know love god love people mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. however you want to word that but uh but yeah that jesus moved him in a way that made a difference in the lives of others right. however you want to do that so that's kind of although as simple as that was it took me a while to be like how do mm-hmm. i feel about that
2: answer yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: but that's it What about you, Lance? I don't have
2: a fun answer either. Um, uh, But uh, my favorite verse in Scripture is Acts chapter 4, verse 13, that says, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were ordinary unschooled men, they uh, were amazed and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so... um, you know, I think just that last part that uh, hopefully people realized or think or uh, they are impacted by the fact that uh, y- y- that I'm striving to mm-hmm. have people realize that, oh, he had been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be the title, right? That, that's what uh, yeah. you want people to realize. So along the same lines, mm-hmm. I think we're all we yeah. we're all kind of thinking the same way there. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have a cool, funny title nope. to the autobiography. Probably I tried harder. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: But, you know, it's interesting. This is a side note, but, like, I think about even now second-guessing mind, like, love Jesus, love people, which I do believe. mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, I pray with my kids at night, and I'm always like, you know, God, you know, pray for the Holy Spirit to give them wisdom. And I'm like, I want you to, when I talk to the kids, like, I want you to love, be able to love like Jesus. But at the same time, I also want you to stand up for what is right and true. Mm -hmm. And I was like, sometimes you may be the only one. And so... Although I do want to love people, and I, I do want that. That's the main thing. Right. I also want, like, because of how I follow Jesus, um, that he did what was right. You know? Cause a lot. Of, sure. I just – this is a side note. I read a um, a student of mine from, like, they're in their 30s, so a long time ago. Uh, but they were posting something. They don't follow – they don't really follow Jesus or religion, but they really love – their main thing is just loving people. You know, mm-hmm. just if you if you were religious and love people, then that's all that matters. And it's like, that's the kind of God that I dot, 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 you know, right. and it's just like, okay. And I'm just like, I want to respond. <laughs> and, uh, but I also realize, well, I love people. So they're probably think I'm killing it here. I'm doing well. And I'm like, actually, I still want to bring people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And, yeah. and it's not just like, just as long as you love people, that's all that matters. It's like, there's a truth and a, and uh, like, sometimes you have to speak truth in people's lives, mm-hmm. it right. doesn't feel as loving. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm telling you, I'm getting into it. I need to just write this thing and be done with it. <laughs> All right.
2: Which, which is loving people, by the way. Yeah. I mean, the we world, the, talked
1: about the, that but, last week. But the world, not the feeling yeah. of it. Right. They don't feel, oh, right. that's yeah. I feel the really, as you call
0: me right. out on this. Because we talked about it last week yeah. in yeah. our episode with God's judgment, and right. how that's really like mm. an act of love for yeah, yeah. humanity. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Yep. Which is the end of chapter two, too, to... Yeah. Jump ahead. Verses mm-hmm. twelve and thirteen. You see, the same God who has already made a way through Messiah to mm-hmm. break us out of sin and into relationship with him is mm-hmm. leading the people into exile. He's, yeah. he's responsible for the judgment. Yeah. You know, he's he's the cause of the judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, and and that's why it, it's one it's of those the same God, right? It's the same love, yes. And it's I think same. you know everyone has their things that kind of like makes them like that sticks out to them a little bit more, or that I don't want to say a noise, but whatever. But whenever someone says the phrase, "Well, my God," right, for like, sure, that's not the kind of God that I would. Right, and I'm just like, oh man, I just right.
0: They're mm-hmm. like hold back
1: because I just I it just gets to me. I'm like, oh, your God would not do that, or mm-hmm. that's how your God would handle it, or right. And I'm just. Is that though? Like, anyway, how about yeah. the God or what God wants from me, not what I want of God? Anyway, yeah.
2: which is kind of Let's the arrogant attitude again of the yeah. leaders in Micah chapter two and three, anyway. is that? Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll reflect us rather than right. Yeah, we reflecting him. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So there's nothing new under the sun. So we're dealing mm-hmm. with that today, uh, literally in the text and also just in our culture um so as we move on uh we're in uh, Micah chapter 2 verses 1 through 13 and uh, we're looking at number three question number three and number in question number eight and question number three says do you think that there's a difference between planning to sin and falling into sin um, it, and also is falling into sin that phrase is that even possible why or why not and um man that's a an interesting thought experiment like I had not I've heard that phrase like all my life. Right. Falling into sin. And uh Yeah. So I've never thought through it until right now. So I was I was struggling a little bit with trying to do some research on it and um yeah, I guess I'll go first since I'm already talking. All right. Uh do I think there's a difference? Here we go. I don't know what you guys said. Like I really am like you could I could see people arguing both of these. Mm. Like, oh yeah, there's for sure a difference or no. Um Okay, so let me say this. I think the results of sin are the same no matter right. how premeditated it may have, you know, may be. So whatever happens, if there's sin involved, it's the same result. But is there a difference? And I said, yeah, I think technically there's there's premeditated sin and then there's sin that you uh weren't planning on but got it, like was surprised by. However, um I don't think it's an axi- it's I don't think there's accidental sin or falling into sin like I didn't mean to. I think you you did it. Like you, no one forced you to sin. Right. You still did it, although you may not have realized you were going to do it. Like when you woke up that morning, versus you know premeditated. Mm-hmm. I I asked my um, I asked my son. We were at a, a skate thing last night. And so I'm working on this, you know, and uh because I didn't want to skate. <laughs> so I was like, I've done a lot of skating. And I'm like, you guys, I'm gonna work on these questions some. So and the question was on my mind, so I was asking Graham, like, what do you think? You know, he's sixth grade now. So he's like, yeah, you could definitely fall into sin without realizing it. And I was like, how? Like what's what's something? And yeah. he's like, well what if you accidentally kill someone? What if you're like avoid a squirrel and you kill someone. And then now they're dead, and you know you're not supposed to murder, and now you've murdered. That's accidental. And I was like, well, okay, that's actually a good. That's a good uh, example. That's a good, at least a good uh, reasoning that you have there. I was like, but I don't think, I don't think that that's sin, right? Because it's not. It, it has to do with your heart, right? Right. And so yes, it is murder. And then I was like, I mean, like you've killed
2: someone, right? right? Mm-hmm. So
1: what's it called? Manslaughter. Is that what's accidental? I'm not I think, sure. I think
2: that's an accident.
1: It's an accident, right? right. someone sometimes. Right. Anyway, it really
2: does have to do with your, it has to heart. Do with the
1: heart, right? Yeah. And so I was like, I don't. That doesn't. So anyway, I. All that being said, um, I don't think we accidentally sin or fall into sin. Mm-hmm. Um, we may be caught off guard, but we still have a choice uh, in this. And then you know, I was trying to think of verses in First Corinthians 10 that God is faithful and He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Uh, but mm-hmm. when the tem- uh, yeah, he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. So there's not going to be a, I couldn't control it. I mm-hmm. didn't, you know, um, right. we don't fall into it. We have, even if we're caught off guard, you know, we have that ability. And so um, so in a sense, I'd say all sin is deliberate and we're not forced to do it mm-hmm. against our will.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, I don't know, is that the right answer? I don't know. But I, I liked thinking through something that was kind of out of my, well, what, do,
0: what do you guys have? Yeah, oh. I... I have a similar thought, and like you said, I think there is a difference, and you can kind of put them into categories. Like at the beginning of chapter two in Micah, uh, it is deliberate Mm -hmm. and like thought out because it says they are devise or they devise wickedness, uh, work evil in their beds. I know one, maybe the NIV says prepare evil in their beds. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there is, like you said, a premeditated like going into it. It's like an active rebellion. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what God would want for your life, Mm -hmm. but you're kind of just like, I don't think so. And Mm -hmm. then you go about whatever evil you're planning Mm -hmm. or deciding to do, whatever sin you're um, planning to do. So, I do think that's kind of a a separate category. But I'm along the lines with, like, falling into sin. Um, I thought of an illustration that uh, I remember hearing Matt Chandler use in a sermon one time, and... Uh, it was kind of, he was talking about this, like, falling into sin or, like, the slow progression. Uh, like, at first, you're kind of blinded to these mm-hmm. really small decisions mm-hmm. right. that you can kind of, I don't know, you get, you trick yourself into thinking, like, oh, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. But then it snowballs into this really big sin. Then that's the point when you're like, oh, gosh, I screwed up. Right, right. And he used the illustration of, uh, it's kind of funny, but, like, you get, like, a a baby tiger, like a little cub, mm. and it's like cute and mm-hmm. adorable and it can sit on your lap and you pet it and it's fun. Mm-hmm. But then sooner rather than later, that's going to turn into a full-blown tiger right. and it's probably going to eat you mm-hmm. and devour you. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the yeah what I right. think falling into sin kind of looks like. It's mm-hmm. these deci- decisions that you might not think are so bad, right. but then down the road, you get to that point yeah. and you're like, okay. Yeah. So that that I don't know. To me, like that's that's really the good. difference a little mm-hmm. bit. But like you said, it it still is. Sure has a place in your heart of like there's the rebellion and turning mm-hmm. away. So I don't know. It's kind of like different levels mm-hmm. of how you view that, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. Right. So a similar answer. Yeah. I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think you guys are right that the answer is yes and no, right? That there's a difference. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Yes. And that, uh, you know, you read through the, the Old Testament, the law and like in Numbers, there seems to be categories of sin. Mm-hmm. Like this sin is a lesser sin than this other mm-hmm. sin. And, you know, the law seems to kind of play that out a little bit. And we certainly do that, uh, in our own minds, you know, um, uh, you know, we categorize sin, right? That yeah. this You know, we – we, we uh, and, of course, you know, the whole Sermon on the Mount kind of blows that idea up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you you, yeah, you know, when Jesus talks about, oh, you murder somebody, and we say mm-hmm. that's bad. But right. if you just get angry at somebody, it's really the same thing. Right. And so – Well, it goes back to know, the car thing. It's because it, everything – Right.
1: At the core of that, it's like, but yeah. what's
2: what goes on in your heart is really worse What's causing right. this swerving so. to miss the squirrel mm-hmm. might be irresponsible right but you didn't have any hatred right. towards the guy you hit mm-hmm. whereas w- when somebody cuts me off and I honk at him mm-hmm. that that's really mm-hmm. sin oh, y- you know that's that yeah right that mm-hmm. that anger is is um the consequences are the same right mm-hmm. right and and uh, you can't escape the responsibility and even when you think about you know, not to bust Matt Chandler's chops or anything, but you have a <laughs> you have a baby tiger, and the reason he's adorable is because you can bottle feed him. Yeah. You know, but you're bottle feeding him. Mm-hmm. And, no, yeah, yeah. And you're nurturing mm-hmm.
0: that. Yeah. Um.
2: And and that's part of the deal is e- even if we don't realize it, if we're if we're kind of playing in that arena, then. We're nurturing that sin in our life mm-hmm. in one way or another. And, um, and so we have some responsibility there. But, but I do think, and, and I don't know how you quantify this or if you can quantify this, but like these leaders in Micah chapter two, and then we kind of get into more specifics in Micah chapter three. I mean, these guys are, uh, first of all, because of their position. Of influence and power and authority, um, they are called to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. You know, the New Testament talks about that—that that, you know, teachers are mm-hmm. called to a higher standard—and mm-hmm. they're just flat ignoring that and doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. And this idea of you know planning to sin and then carrying it out just because you can—there's mm-hmm. um, there's something significant about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I I don't know if I completely buy into the idea of, yeah, you can fall into sin, you know, but – because we have a responsibility there ultimately Mm. too. Um, But there is, uh, you know, the idea of a a believer who is kind of – you know, sometimes we beat ourselves up because we're we're asking God, we're seeking forgiveness for kind of the same sin we mm-hmm. struggle with over and over. Mm-hmm. And uh, you might maybe think of that as you know falling into sin, mm-hmm. giving into that temptation. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and so um, there's some truth there too. But but certainly, I, I think to the point here, these leaders in Micah chapter two, there's something a little a little extra in there. Yeah, their attitude of just arrogance, just because and, they can. I mean, that's right. The, mm-hmm. That's the crazy part, right? Yeah, and and then proclaiming that God agrees with them. Yeah, you know, is sort of the next level mm-hmm. sort of thing, and and uh, and so I don't know if you can. I, I don't. I don't think the consequences are, uh, uh, you know, quantified like that. That this sin, you know, just like I, I'm not so sure. There's different. Degrees of reward (laughs) in Mm -hmm. heaven, you know. I don't. I don't know as if there's different degrees of punishment um, necessarily, but um, you know that attitude is is something that, uh, at least from our perspective, is a little bit. Not a little bit. It's pretty despicable.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And. and the The human side of me would all, almost want to say, like, "Look, if you're going to sin, at least feel bad about it, right, right? Like, right, right? Not that that means anything, but like, you know, yeah. you're like, at least be decent about your sin and feel bad. But right. to be like to brag about it or say God's okay with this right. almost seems like, I mean, in both cases, it's still sin, but right. um, But yeah, it seems like you yeah. said a little bit more despicable, like, yeah, um, yeah, just to be so brash about it, mm-hmm. right." Um. Yeah. Well, on, uh, on number eight, as we move down, um, this one, quite a few questions in it. There's, there's more to it. It says, uh, you know, God is calling out the sin uh, of, of these leaders in Micah uh, or through Micah. He's doing that. But uh, personally, it says, how would you respond to the correction that others bring us through the word? So, like if you do, if you sin and someone corrects you Hmm. through the word, how do you respond to that? Um, Do you try to justify your sin or do you blame others? And then also, what can you do to prepare yourself uh, to be humble and teachable when you are corrected? And also, do you have anyone in your life um, who offers correction, right? You know, biblical correction um, that calls you out on things when you do sin because we do sin, right? Uh, And so, man, this went deeper than I thought it was going to go. Cause I was like, Oh, I have a simple answer for this. And then it went more and more. And I was like, I'm not sure. Well, Craig, what do you got? Well, what did you think about that?
0: Yeah. I'm going to, I'll answer them kind of out of order. Just how they mm-hmm. go in my brain. I need to do that. Um, Cause I first, I, the, the one that says like, what can you do to prepare yourself or humble yourself to be teachable? That was kind of my first thought. Cause that, that is like, I guess maybe like a first step, like what do we need to do in order mm-hmm. for this to take place? And so I thought, well, we need to think about like our status before God or like our human mm-hmm. condition. And scripture tells us that we don't have to look very far to, to wonder what our condition is. Like we were mm-hmm. talking about before we were, we were recorded, we were talking about the fall. So I was thinking about uh, like Romans road type stuff. Uh, Romans three twenty three: all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so, We all fit into that category that, Mm -hmm. like you said, we're all going to sin, um, because of the fall. We have that piece, uh, of the fall in our life. Like that's part of human nature. So once we recognize that, uh, the next step is to realize that through Jesus, we have the free gift of salvation. Mm -hmm. That's what Jesus has done about that. He's given us new life through his death and resurrection. And so once we get to that point that, we realize we're in need of a savior and we give our life over to Christ. And, uh, and I think within all of that, we're like realizing that, uh, God's word has power and authority in our life. Um, and I think that puts us in a place to be humble and teachable. Hmm. Um, because when someone approaches us with correction, if we're in that space and, and, and that's where we're at, then I think, we're much more willing and able to accept that. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially, like, the question is, like, if someone comes to us with a correction and they're using the Word of God as their um, guide or direction on how to handle it, then you know it's out of a place of love and concern, and they want the best for you. They want you to be, to turn and, and go back to Christ and to follow after Him. So then I... I don't think you would I, – I, that puts you in the, the best opportunity to not get, like, this one, like, the not justify yourself or, like, to mm-hmm. blame others um, because you're realizing your status and realizing how they're approaching you um, mm-hmm. through God's Word and of love and concern. And so I think that's kind of the steps that we should take to prepare for that. Um, and, like, the question asked, if there's people uh, – in my life that have played that role. And it, yeah, like it's changed a lot through the years. Like when I was in college, I was part of a, a college ministry and there was a guy I met with that was on staff that we we met together once a week. And so he kind of, it wasn't like a, an established thing that we set in place, but he ha- our relationship had grown to the point where he could have those conversations. Mm-hmm. And like, it was, I knew where he was coming from uh, he knew me really well. Mm-hmm. But then I think also, too, like that's kind of from like a leader to student kind of a relationship. But I think like Zach and I have mm-hmm. a relationship where like we haven't talked about this stuff, like made it any sort of like formal decision or anything. Mm-hmm. But if Zach approached me with something, I wouldn't get like mm-hmm. defensive about it or be like, what are you doing, man? Because I think we just know each other so well mm-hmm. that it would be understood like why he's doing what he's doing. And I, and, Um, Like I have another friend, Andrew, that he's led worship at my ordination service, so some people might know him, but um, we set up kind of more of like a formal thing Mm -hmm. and was like, hey, if if you notice something in my life or like if I was struggling with something, it was like an open thing for me to like bring that to him. So like it's kind of depending on the relationship can be more informal Mm -hmm. and like an understood thing. But, yeah, I've been in, in other friendships where, like, you kind of put those things in place just to kind of, you know, you're trying to guard yourself mm-hmm. from falling into sin. Right. Um, and it becomes more kind of like a formal thing. I had some friends in college that even, like, wrote out a contract sure. oh, and, wow. like, sign it to right. to make it, like... Like this, it was. It was great. like what?
1: I, yeah, that sounds like a college thing. Yeah, like a Bible college thing. They, uh, yeah. they,
0: they, they had a contract and they all signed it and posted it in their house. Yeah. And so it was like hold each other accountable mm-hmm. to certain things, yeah, and yeah. they had like a weekly check in. So right. it, was, it was awesome. Right. And that's like that's not the the norm. <laughs> we don't see that very much. Um, and I mean, I didn't do that. But at the same time I saw that and I thought, well that's right. awesome because yeah. Yeah. they're really giving a lot of energy into not <laughs> falling into sin and guarding yeah, yeah. each other and, and right. so that was really cool to see. So yeah, there's a lot of different uh I guess levels of what that could look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> we d- we did a contract too uh in college like we we were trying to hold each other accountable, we were trying to you know all this other stuff and so we it wasn't so much a written contract, but we were like, if you, whatever, then we had to – anyway, we had all these rules for for our small group town because we're like, let's be serious about this. And mm-hmm. so, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, it sounds very much like a college thing. Um, <laughs> so, this is what cracks me up because I understand that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, – It's funny, like, you know, you may be reading something and all of a sudden, like, oh, that, like you said, oh, I was listening to a sermon and it reminds me of this. And so this book I'm reading, The Search for Significance, uh, the the main thing is talking about how um, our self-worth from a worldly perspective comes from our abilities or and other people's opinions. And so that's the gist of it. And really, our self-worth should come from God. And so it's trying to break this. And so... Kind of skipping ahead, it's like how do you how do you deal with correction? And um, I think in in uh, when I don't take it well, it's out of insecurity. Yeah. Because, so like, do I blame? Yeah, sometimes. If I if I feel like, and I put one of the things I realized as I was working through each of these questions was it depends on the person who's correcting me and how they're correcting me. Not even if it's true, but if they're doing it from an arrogant way, like like if it's a sibling, right? And they're like, you always do this. Maybe it's true, but the way they're doing it, yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> so now I'm gonna defend, right? Now I'm going to uh, I'm going to defend it or i'm gonna I'm gonna shift blame right. somewhere else, even if it's not right. and and really, it's because I want to be right because this is what I care about because mm-hmm. it's it's about my abilities and how other people see me. and if they see me as weak, then that's bad. So anyway, so the book is talking about like uh, mm-hmm. establishing that like your your self-worth comes from God. so it's okay. So what if they, if they call you out and so being okay with not being okay, you know, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. And um, so uh, there is connections there with that. So uh, yeah. And one of the questions, it's like, how do you, how do you react to it? Um, So I said, yeah, it depends on how, even if it's true, even if they're absolutely right. And other times other people will call me out for things that are pretty serious, but because I can tell it's done in a loving way, I'll I'll even agree with them. I'll be like, yeah, you're right. I can see that.
2: Um,
1: And so that, that goes a long way. And uh, you know, as far as who's in my life, I know there's been some times I've even mentioned to Craig, like I'm going to say something and I need you to tell me if I'm just way off. Like I need, <laughs> I need to hear you say no or, you know, whatever. And so, um, having someone that, you know, you can kind of lean into that will tell you. And also you can just ask him, uh, Hey, do I need to be corrected on this? Um, but, um, how do I respond? Yeah, it depends if I'm feeling insecure, then I will answer insecurely. And I don't like that about myself, but I, I am working on it, you know, and being okay with, right. uh, you know, there's been times that, you know, as my boss, you will call me out on stuff. That's totally true, but you know, it is the whole, uh, <laughs> I even joke with you sometimes, but close the door behind you, you know? And I'm like, Oh man, you know, it just, <laughs> it, it gets you like, no matter who says it, whether it's you right. or a principal or anyone, when someone says, you know, you know, if you have a, a loved one who's like, "Hey, we need to talk," and mm-hmm. you're just like, "Oh boy," uh, so it can kind of do that. But um, I was thinking about, um, you know, Galatians one ten, where it says, "Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God?" Yeah. Um, and so, look, maybe they're right. Maybe they maybe they're right that they're calling me out. And it, if that's the case, then good. I need to hear this, mm-hmm. and so I don't need to worry about how the perception I have of them, because that's what I'm trying to save. I need to look good. Mm -hmm. And am I trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? So I need to be able to hear correction because I mess up and you mess up. We all do. Mm -hmm. And so it's super important. The other thing I realized is I don't have many people correcting me. And so either I'm just nailing it, right? Which I don't think is the case, or we don't do this as much as we do other disciplines. Like we're called in the Bible to to call each other out and, you know, what the word of God is useful for, you know, Mm -hmm. teaching rebuking or correcting and training. Mm -hmm. And I realized, Oh, we don't, I don't like to call people out, you know? And so I realized, um, I don't have people doing that to me, even people who know me as much. And also I'm not really doing it as much to other people because I sometimes think like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make me feel good. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I like Mm -hmm. to encourage Mm -hmm. and which brings me to another thing, which is I was substituting the word correction a lot for encouragement or advice. Hey, I'd like to encourage you in this little area. I notice mm-hmm. you're kind of whatever, and which is not bad, but also uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm softening it or just trying to make it easier so that they don't feel as yeah whatever because we're not used to right. being corrected. But all this stuff is, you know, I, I thought it was really good. Um, I think it's important to have people in your life who do correct you in loving ways. Also, I realize it has to, it needs to be loving <laughs> uh, in order, for I think, for someone to take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, the last one, have I asked anyone to offer correction based on the Word of God? And I don't seek it out. Right. You know what I mean? Which I realize I probably should. Right. Probably should ask, um, even knowing it's not gonna...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If they help me out, they're gonna correct something. And sure. I'm like, oh. Yeah. So... Um, but that just comes from a place of humility mm-hmm. and wanting to honor God, and I think, like you said, it starts from this position of uh, right. putting God first, and after that, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm trying to preserve my pride and myself and my self-esteem, then it's not going to go well. So I have to begin by getting rid of that. But
2: mm-hmm. anyway, sure. sure. I think uh, I think we we every one of us has this very unique ability and uh, this extraordinary ability to kind of justify ourselves hmm. uh in in uh you know the situation we're in i think of the story of nathan and david after uh david's rendezvous with uh, bathsheba and hmm. then you know the kind of the downhill spiral from that ultimately ending in uh the murder of bathsheba's hmm. husband uriah and then uh and then Nathan comes and confronts David and tells him the story about a guy who steals his neighbor's sheep right the only mm-hmm. sheep he had and and David is um, just um, up in arms about it and like you bring this guy to me and we're mm-hmm. going to punish him and, and Nathan said well that guy's you and mm-hmm. uh and, uh, and we have this unique ability to s- sort of turn a blind eye to the sin in our life or to justify that sin to think our circumstances are somehow, um, really unique mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, uh, and different from how other people have behaved in similar circumstances or whatever. And, and uh, David was in that spot, right? He just, wasn't realizing or had worked so hard to cover up his sin that he started to believe his own mm-hmm. cover up his own lies however you want to think about that mm-hmm. and uh and I think every one of us can do that and probably has done that at some point in our lives and and uh and then Nathan uh, you know confronts him and uh I hear you Zach in saying well it has to be done in love and uh and then I think about you know Nathan and did he you know what was loving about mm. you know that confrontation mm-hmm. as we think about it, right? right. Mm-hmm. And and I hear what you're saying in that you know you you said well sometimes I will use the word encouragement and kind of substitute right. that for
1: right because I'm trying to yeah. I'm not saying I should yeah. I'm saying I real I recognize that right. in myself because it's hard right. to confront yeah. too if you're not yeah. right.
2: if you're not used to it here I am judging you and instead <laughs> of saying that I'm gonna I want to you know yeah. here
1: I am I don't want you
2: to do it yeah yeah. Yeah, encouraging you. And, uh, and we get even a little bit of that attitude. I think when we read the book Micah, when we hear the message of the prophet Micah and so much of the time he's talking about justice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you, you do a little word study there and you realize that that, that Hebrew word for justice is the same word for judgment mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that those th- right. two things are all tied up together right mm-hmm. and uh and, and our world is all about justice you mm-hmm. know but but man we would never use the word judgment there mm-hmm. and uh but truly i mean that's what we're doing right mm-hmm. we're we're yeah. judging somebody's actions right and, and, uh, and, and bringing that about. Anyway, I, I just think of that confrontation and that story with, with David and, and Nathan and, and how, uh, you know, David's reaction is, uh, so important there to that story, right? Mm-hmm. Because he finally realized his sin and he finally admitted his sin and repented of his sin. There's still consequences to his sin, but he, had, he changed direction there and, uh, and uh I, I think we each one have to be open to that. We have to hear those confrontations with the the ears of of, of David there mm-hmm. that um you know, we live in a world that is so critical of um the words we use. Mm-hmm. I mean I just um you know, in all situations, we, we say things like, well, people are well-meaning, but then they said this. Mm. And it's just like, I'm, I'm offended by what they said. And, and, uh, and man, we need to take a deep breath and see people's heart mm-hmm. and, and some of that and not be so critical of everyone's, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I think that especially in the church, mostly people are doing the best they can. You know, in, in those conversations and, um, we don't, we don't necessarily have all the training or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, all the, all the whatever that just the experience in them, mm-hmm. right? To, to be perfect in those things. And, and so, uh, we, you know, we always have to, have to try to give people the benefit of the doubt and all those things. Um, so yeah, we need people in our lives that are, are we're willing to have those conversations. And, uh, and, and sometimes we're just in a place where, um, I, I think it's best that uh, the relationships that you guys have described where um, you know you have a, a friendship and a relationship where you can say, hey, are you seeing anything in mm-hmm. my life, mm-hmm. right, where we are open and, and asking for that feedback. Mm-hmm. But the really tricky part is, like in the, the relationship of Nathan and David, when we're not when we don't ask, yeah. <laughs> right? When we're not seeking that input, right. and and that input comes, right? You know, how do we respond to that to that input? And and I think, uh, you know, maybe I we even asked this in that question. You know, most of us want to believe, or one of the questions said something like, "We want to believe that we would respond well Probably to yeah. that," right? Mm-hmm. But um, but you know, really examine yourself and, and think, and and uh, you have to be able to. Take a deep breath, and maybe not. Maybe you need a day before you respond. Before you try, yes, right. You, you just take take some time. to – But I
1: think that also speaks to how fragile we are. Oh, you know, for like sure. I mean, yeah. how much that's tied into. I mean, like, hey, someone's corrected you, and you're mm-hmm. like, I need a day. Right. And I totally agree. Right. And I think, like, oh, that, but once again, like, it just speaks to, Mm -hmm. you know, because we're so tied up into our, like, what other people think of us Mm -hmm. that we have to make sure we're responding out of, you know, what is good because we don't like to hear that. Yeah. It's, it's, we struggle with everything else we can do well. It's a struggle to hear something that's trying to help us. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And, And I mean, God's designed his family like that. Yeah. You know, even when you think about, uh, leadership in the church right there's a reason we have a a, a plurality of elders leading mm-hmm. the church because that you need that relationship even at the uh you know at the leadership level that has to be true mm-hmm. you know we, we, it's easy to look around and see a church where there's kind of one personality that kind of Runs everything, Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's a dangerous thing because there's nobody with the authority or the relationship Mm -hmm. or the power, whatever you want word you want to use. Right? Some Mm -hmm. of those have negative connotations. I don't necessarily mean it that way, but they don't have the influence, Mm -hmm. you know, the wherewithal to speak into that person's life. Mm -hmm you know and and that's certainly been true here right i i you know the, it you don't have to be too sharp to realize that the lead pastor at Walula isn't perfect and there have been you know situations where the elders have, you know because we have that relationship where they say you need to think about this mm-hmm. you know this decision that you're making you know are, are you sure that's uh you know the decision that God would have you make and mm-hmm. and we've had to change course mm-hmm. before you know because uh of whatever reason and uh so those relationships are necessary they're not yeah. easy to grow and nurture mm-hmm. and uh and, and I would just you know take that time to think about it and and then look at scripture and see hey is this is this person speaking truth right mm-hmm. is there some truth in this mm-hmm. and and not get caught up in uh, because I I think you're right, Zach, in that the way we deliver that and have that conversation is important, and it matters, and how, that it it matters on how the other person receives it. Mm-hmm. But um, man, that can't that doesn't change if somebody messes that up, right? Like, yeah. So to speak, like right? it only counts as if it's yeah, if it's, yeah, if it's yeah. done in the right way, right? Like, yeah, right. You have to you have to exercise some uh,
0: forgiveness and grace there right. too, mm-hmm. and that. Uh, I've always wondered that with – this is random. While you're talking about it, Mm -hmm. I think of the interaction between Paul and Peter a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, He mentions it in Galatians. I can't remember what chapter. Where Peter's um, basically making a good image for himself and hanging out with who he thinks Mm -hmm. the right people are. And then uh, the Jews show up and they're like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. So then Paul steps in and – says this is not what jesus would want for us mm-hmm. this is not the way of the gospel right and i always wonder what that interaction was like mm-hmm. like did he do it in front of the people that were like was it like in mm-hmm. the moment yeah. um and yeah like you were saying like what was his approach just mm-hmm. like what words did he mm-hmm. use we don't we won't know those things but yeah i'm always like man what did the interaction actually look like mm-hmm. and right. how did it play out after that right but Paul knew that yeah. he needed to step in and make that correction right, right. right. well my perception of Paul
2: is that uh, most people in our world today would not get along with him right yeah <laughs> right none, yes. none of these things right you, you know he would be the guy that would ruffle everyone 's feathers right. mm-hmm. you know because of the way he <laughs> yeah he delivered that I mean I you know i, I I'd have to go back and read it again, but my, my, uh, my perception of that story is not that he went Quietly or
1: he pulled them them aside. (laughs) We're gonna talk about this. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we need to have this. You know, can I take you out for lunch? Yeah, Peter. (laughs) Right. You you know, he's like, no, I can't take you out for lunch (laughs) because you wouldn't eat with the people I eat with. You know, that it was more that that conversation. And
0: Peter is such a like a knee-jerk reaction kind of guy. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what was his response when he's like, hey, yeah, yeah. 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 That's true. And uh
2: yeah. But they kind of got it fixed, yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, they kind of got it handled and uh and I guess that's sort of to the point of what I'm saying is that mm-hmm. you know sometimes that interaction isn't going to be perfect, right, but yep. we both you know both sides of that interaction needs to exercise grace mm-hmm. and and that uh you know just because just because I might see something in Craig's life and say, Craig, you need to think about this and you know address this um uh." you know, the, the, we think of that interaction as judgment, Mm -hmm. right? That interaction isn't judgment. Judgment is the attitude of the heart Mm -hmm. in that interaction, Mm -hmm. right? When, when judgment is when I believe that I'm somehow superior to Craig Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that, you know, I can, I can, uh, I can choose the result or the punishment or whatever mm. in Craig's life that conversation isn't judgment that conversation is love mm-hmm. that conversation is um you know uh, uh, being brothers in Christ mm-hmm. and uh, you know our response to that conversation has to be the response of of King David when he hears that from Nathan, and that we uh react with you know, examining ourselves instead of mm. <laughs> reacting in judgment. Right. You know, mm-hmm. when we, when we react and mm-hmm. <laughs> when we say, Oh, Craig is judging me. Mm-hmm. He's a jerk. Then that, you know, that's the yeah. judgment and our own response. Mm-hmm. And and so I, that doesn't, perhaps i muddied the waters no, no, there incredibly. Yeah, but, it, just, it just comes down yeah. to
1: like, you know, like our autobiographies here of like, what are we ultimately right. wanting to do? Put God first, love Jesus, right. be like Him, mm-hmm. and so that's what it would look like. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, but that's mm-hmm. what. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really when you see someone if they are loving Jesus is if they hear some hard things about themselves and they think, you know what, you're right. Yeah, and uh, right. I mean that would speak a lot to me. And be like, wow, okay, they're really serious about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, well, that's good stuff, man. Yeah, th- this one went down like a lot of personal, like how do you yeah. you know yeah. receive this? But I think it's a good question to to wrestle with because. I like to, like you said, I like to think that I would take it well. But then when I'm writing these answers down, I'm like, okay, do I actually, and then do I have examples of this? Right. Have I, have I told people they can call me, you know? Yeah. And so I realized, oh, it is an important thing to do um, Mm -hmm. and to step up more because I think our culture, every culture is different. And I think ours tends to either be super critical of things that aren't important and then soften the things of like, I don't want to be judging of other areas. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely have to have wisdom in that. All right, well, thank you guys so much. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, We will uh, see you next week. Yep. Yep. (laughs)